I'm Leslie. I'm Lori. Welcome, Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we are delving into the world of international sumo because we've got someone that we're really proud of that we want to bring on the show and talk to. We're going to talk about Kellyanne Ball and how she kind of changed the world in October of this year. Yeah, sorry. It's taken us a while to get this interview, but she has been all over the world competing, has a very busy schedule, and has a real life outside of sumo. So we got this great interview with her, and we can't wait to share her perspective on sumo and competing internationally. But first... It seems to be that the wrestlers are on their winter tour. They're all over the place. The three Ozekis that were supposed to be on tour are out of the tour due to strep. Now, Hoshoryu and Kirishima have been diagnosed with strep throat. And then Takakesho had a slight fever. So apparently the first day they were they kind of complained about... I got a really sore throat. I think they took him to the hospital. They did some sort of testing. And then they were like, no, you're fine. So I think they went back and did practice. And then, of course, probably spread whatever they didn't test positive for. They didn't guess strep. Maybe the Ozekis were like all kissing each other in the back. I don't know. Maybe they had dinner together. But whatever the case was, they spread it to each other. And they're out of the tour for right now. And Takakesho, I think, is still wrestling or he's on the up and up. But he had a fever. So who knows? But they are out of the tour. And one of the articles I read said <laughs> that the whoever the host is for the tour was like, I'm so sorry to announce that the Ozekis that you wanted to see are not here. They have strep. They're in the back with their masks on laying down. <laughs> and I was like, they're not even like at a hotel, like by themselves, like relaxing. They were like, no, they're just like in the back. Oh, that's <laughs> the such menu. a drag. I know, but anyway, so. I mean, not for the people, but for them. Yeah, yeah. Because you show up, I guess they showed up for work. Yeah. And they said, okay, yeah, we're going to meet people, even though I feel like crap. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to be here until yeah. the test results came back and yes. someone finally said, no, you really shouldn't. Right. You really shouldn't wrestle. But oh. then they stressed, well, we will be wearing masks for the rest of this tour. So they're back to very stringent requirements of mask wearing so that they don't spread anything else to anybody else, the other wrestlers or the people who are coming to see them. But the tour continues on, and uh, I would still be pleased as punch with everybody else that is healthy and showed up. Mm -hmm. Get well soon. Tochinoshin has become a sommelier. I mean, I know that we knew he was going to spend his post-career in retirement talking about Georgian wines and bringing them to Japan. Now, Georgia is supposedly the birthplace of all winemaking, and oh. I did not know that but ancient ye old ancient ye times say that that is where they developed winemaking and is they it just do what it says on their like welcome to georgia sign we, we created are... wine yeah <laughs> um i don't know maybe that's on their flag yeah so he's going to be selling his georgian wine or wines from georgia at his top notch 
ceremony February 4th in the new year. So Wait, wait, wait. Was he going through sommelier school all this time? It said he became a sommelier, but it didn't mention in the article that like he has a certification yet or anything. So it didn't say he went to this school. It just said he became a sommelier. So that's all I could really translate. So okay. I don't know exactly so if he's, know. if he's, I mean, sommelier I school so. is supposed to be really difficult, Yeah. but all these guys with their discipline, they all kind of do amazing things. Like they're getting their master's degree at the same time as competing. Like, I don't know I how these totally, guys do it, but they do these yeah, things. I can see him doing that. There was a sumo follower on Twitter who did a nice uh, translation of an article or of an interview from Enho and how he's making his comeback was explaining what happened after the May Basho. So apparently Enho, after the May Basho, one of the days, I can't remember which day, he went back to the Heia and he laid down on his back and he had like no control. Like he was kind of flapping about with his arms and like he had no, he couldn't even close his fist and everyone, he laid down. And then everybody there thought it was like a joke until they realized that like it was a pinched nerve and he couldn't control his like appendages. Arms. Yeah. And so then they immediately took him to the hospital and he was basically bedridden for two solid weeks at which then Miyagino Oyakata Hakaho came in and they had talked to him about possible retirement. Like this is, you yeah. know, and the doctor was like, you can't live a normal life like this. Yeah. And Inho was like, um, okay, um, no, I will make my comeback into sumo oh, yeah, in the yeah, future. Yeah. So he had, he decided with true sumo spirit, he hired a kind of like a famous rehabilitation therapist that had worked a lot on rugby players. And even the doctors now are surprised at his injury in his neck and the improvements that have been made. So he is planning on reemerging into the world of sumo come mm. May. And he will be in Jonidon at that point. Come May? Come May. Yeah. Like next year? Yeah. He's, he's planning, yeah. I'm going to take a few more off and then I'll come back in May. Yeah, he's still in recovery. Yeah, but he's coming back in May. So basically... Okay. A couple more tournaments off, but that'll bring him down to Jonidon. But he's excited. He's like, I have some contemporaries who have made it up to Makuchi, and I really want to make it up there and fight again at Makuchi. His highest rank was Mikashira 4, so he knows he's small, um, but he's like, no, you can't stop me. I'm going to keep on keeping on. He's so, going to terrorize those Jonidon kids. That's right. Well, yeah. that's what we thought about Waka Takakage, but, you know, I mean, and he did win some, but like injured down there. You know, when you're injured, you're injured. You're injured. It's hard you're to injured. Come back. Exactly. And there's other kids that are down there too that are pretty good. So we'll see. Anyway, a shout out to Vicky. We won't say her last name, but we got a beautiful handmade card, a holiday card <laughs> made by our friend Vicky in California. We just want to tell you that we, we absolutely loved it. We opened it with such glee. It's just a beautiful little sumo wrestler cut out, and it's just like so impeccably made. And we just were like, oh my God. <laughs> so thank you, Vicky. Happy holidays to you. And thank you for the card. We really appreciate it. Speaking of thank yous, let's do some more thank yous. If we were doing this by ourselves, it, it just wouldn't happen. It takes a community to keep us going. And so I just wanted to say, just send out huge thank yous to so many people who support us throughout the year. There are so many mystery people that just pop in and say really lovely things or leave us a little bit of money and then 
pop out. You know who you are. But thank you for being little fairies who come in and do that. Thank you to Robert, a big sumo fan. There's no way we could do this without you. Uh, your education that you give us, sneak peeks of sumo merch, and your um, support of our bingo games every single time. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Donuts, whoever you are, <laughs> Susan, Little Miss Sumo, for your donations and for your poetry. Yes. It's amazing. Carl, Chris in Seattle, Annie and Scott in Australia, who send us photos and gifts from their travels. It's absolutely amazing. I love you both. Victoria, Jessica, Mai, Peter, whoever sent us that amazing bag. Yes. Mystery person. Um, uh, The Sumo Kyokai bag. Yes. I'm using it on the daily and it's so adorable. (laughs) Carol, thank you. The Murdochs, the entire family of the Murdochs. Thank you. Wait, wait, the Rupert Murdochs? Uh, I don't know. It just the, the Fox Murdochs News conglomerate people. Maybe who knows? Maybe they're sumo fans. <laughs> Thomas, Justine, Dan, Caroline, or Carolyn, however you say it. Doctor KVC and your amazing hair. I love you, and I love your posts. Jessica, Rod, up in Salt Lake. Gretchen, giant cuttlefish, who's got the best name ever. Thank you, Jen, Hannah. Carl, Keith, Thomas, Justine, Joe, Kurt, Terra Terra 44, and Terry, and so many others who I'm sure we've forgotten. Yeah, well, and people, I mean, that's just the people who donate to us we adore you and we thank you because truly we can't do it without you but also the people who send us suggestions the people who send them poetry songs mm-hmm. people who just play our bingo game our little podcast when i tell people uh, the real world people there i do a similar podcast and they're like oh that's cool and you're like how many yeah, do but- you have and i'm like 191 episodes and they're like what <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah, we have and 191 people, episodes and yeah. we've been doing this. And sometimes we think we're doing this into a big void. And then we find out at the end of the day that actually people listen to yeah. us. I still don't believe that people listen to us yammer on in our parents' closet. But you do. And you do. we really, really thank you for being part of our lives, helping us make this so much fun, being part of this brilliant community of international sumo fans who just love talking about sumo. And love all of the pictures. Yeah, we love... And and that's what I was doing this morning, just scrolling through the world of sumo pictures and sumo wrestlers holding babies. I mean, the content goes on forever. So, so can we just say thank you to all those people in Japan who are posting that sort of content yes. for us? Uh, yes. You're our, fulfilling and, a need. And our, our listenership all over the world has yeah. really increased. And we think it's because you all are sharing us with your friends and family or getting them to play bingo. So thank you. Um, we aren't taking over the world in the... <laughs> In the podcasting realm of things quite we yet. Don't, we don't need to. But we're, we're... We're having a good time. Well, we might one day. You never know. We might one day. We might just be the biggest thing. Move over, Oprah. Um, but thank you. Little intro. This year, the U.S. women's sumo team won its first ever sumo world championship medal in an international sumo competition. So big congratulations to Kellyanne Ball. Thank you. Talking Thank you. To, uh, Christina Griffin, uh, Eten Perez, and Madison Gwynn. And I hope I said their names correctly because I haven't met all of them. 
Um, but in addition to that team medal, no American woman had ever won a medal, like an individual medal at the World Sumo Championships in Japan until you changed that. Kelly, I'm Yeah, I'm the first adult woman to medal. Adult woman. Okay, good. Yeah. And you claimed bronze in the heavyweight division uh, in October 2023. And not to rest on your laurels, you that went on to win the silver medal at the World Combat Games in Saudi Arabia. Is that where it was? Yes. Yeah. In October 2023. I've enjoyed watching you do sumo for several years. And I was, I, I felt like my hometown oh, girl had gotten there to the yeah. big stage and gotten everything that she deserves. Now that you are back home, what do you remember about this experience? What's your takeaway? It's been kind of unreal. Like the whole month of October has been kind of insane to be into essentially three different countries at once yeah over a span of a month and then bring back three medals and uh making history it was just it's a lot to take in but uh I'm really thankful you know and I'm really excited and I hope that I continue to make people proud and continue to do well in sumo and continue to help the sport grow is my one of my key takeaways is there one moment that stands out for you that you're just going to remember forever yeah, like after, so in Saudi Arabia, I went up against uh, Japan's Airi Hisano, and she's a very tough opponent, and I really didn't think I was going to win that match going into it. But if you, you've seen the clip, I literally fall right on my face, and I just remember like flipping over. Yeah, And I wasn't sure if I had reached too far out to catch myself or not oh. and I, w- I didn't know if I won that match and oh, I really? sat up and I was like okay I don't know what happened and then I you know just having him the the Yoji uh declare me as a winner was like a moment of like oh shit I did it you know <laughs> I did it I beat this you know Arisan and I don't think it really clicked that I had essentially cemented the silver at that point I was yeah. like oh yeah yeah you did I did yeah and then I was like oh shit now I have to go against Ivana who's a very scary opponent to go against." is she yeah she's she's just um she has a very like tough presence about her right she's also just like taller than I am I look if you look at the medals pictures I'm the shortest one on that on that podium yeah um and I'm not even that short I'm like five five and a half which is taller than the average american woman okay right? how, well how tall are these women from ukraine and poland ivana's probably close to six feet maybe five eleven okay um yeah the polish girls are also up there in the five ten five eleven yeah because i was yeah. watching you line up against some of them and i was like "Ooh, that girl looks big yeah that girl looks much much bigger and heavier than kellyanne and i was like yeah man she's a brave girl yeah and then the girls from estonia are all have to be at least six feet tall they're really? all like massively tall compared to me i'm like wow you know how do you compare to the japanese wrestlers iri sounds probably only like maybe an inch half an inch taller than me she's about the same height as i am um okay. but i'm larger in uh in comparison like weight and then i'm definitely taller than kon hiori so okay and what yeah. was the atmosphere like at the competitions? Were people talking? Was it super competitive? What was it like? I mean, it always depends on the person, right? Like certain 
certain uh people are just more friendly like we're really close with uh the brazilian team i think there's this camaraderie of being like part of the americas mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of love and just like enjoyment between the, the competition between us you know what i mean yeah but um but everybody's always really really nice and kind and like like i spoke to con fury a bunch and while i was in japan and you know just not everybody speaks English, obviously, so, like, there's a lot of language barrier, but, you know, you always give yourself a handshake and a hug afterwards, and, you know, you just hang out with everybody. The after party in Japan was fantastic. In what way? Um, So, we started an arm wrestling competition during dinner, and then all of a sudden we had at least five other countries around us in our tent, all screaming and enjoying in, into the arm wrestling competition. Mind you, we were like barbecuing meat and drinking beer at this point, but <laughs> it was very loud. And then we actually had like referees still in their Gyoji outfits calling Hakioi for the start of the arm wrestling. It was fantastic. I wonder if that's the way it works, like in the professional world. They all go out drinking and they just arm wrestle all night long. I hope so. I, I hope can only so drink. too. <laughs> so, what do you think was your secret sauce? How'd you do it? What was it? I don't know. I just kept going, you know, I, I don't think a lot in, in terms of like, I'm not one of those people that go into a match and like, this is my plan, right? I just go okay. up there and I let my body do what it, it's it been trained to do and taught to do. And I let the muscle memory take over. And I just, I don't know, I just went out there and tried my hardest. And, uh, you know, I've been really lucky enough to train with some really great people, like training with uh, Yama and uh Takeshi you know have been big coaches in my life and having them really kind of set the foundation in my sumo as I think is part of the reason why I made it so far it seems to me like you're very very good at staying grounded and moving forward Mm -hmm. at all costs just stay low move forward control your opponent yeah back them out but please tell me if I'm if I'm missing like some secret thing that you always do that I'm not catching no my sumo's not that fancy (laughs) (laughs) you know just moving forward I (laughs) I mean everybody has their own style and your style is just very calm and centered Mm -hmm. and like let's get the job done yeah and I'm not gonna let you do all the tricks I'm just gonna run you over essentially it's really about like like just kind of absorbing whatever they're doing and then continuing forward i think okay and then i usually end up getting hit in the face i think that's part of the key of my (laughs) consumer is me getting hit in the face yeah 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 during the match (laughs) or after the match when you fall both apparently (laughs) did you get hit hard in the face more than the one time that you fell that way going against ivana her tachi was like a smack to the face and then she Uh. like went in but whenever I like I watch I rewatch matches and I'm like, I'm just always getting hit in the face, man. Was but that means I'm low. You know? Well, <laughs> true, true. But does that oh god, that just makes me not want to be low in a tacha if you get hit in the face all the time. I don't even notice half the time anymore. It's just part of it's part of sumo. You're gonna get hit in the face sometimes. Okay, well, how are you holding up? How's your body feeling after after all of that? Because you were you were going up against the best female wrestlers in the world absolutely i definitely felt like i needed like a really good massage so maybe some chiropractory afterwards but 
Um, I feel pretty good now. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, get ready for nationals. But yeah, just working out, hitting practice. I try to practice with as many different clubs as I can all the time. So I'm, you know, I'm driving down to San Diego from where I am or going to LA or going to Orange County to just spread to get more different styles of practice partners. What is your, I mean, what's your training regimen look like these days? So I try to hit the gym four times a week and then I usually do one day of sumo just because that's, I live in California. Traffic is crazy. I already drive an hour home. I don't need to drive more in the during the week. Okay. Yeah, I usually do uh, one day of sumo for two or three hours, depending on the place. Wow. Yeah. Once a week. Yes. I guess I would have thought that y'all were training more than that. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it has to do with like, uh, like, like in LA, it wouldn't take me a stupid amount of time to get there mm. during the week. Okay. Because on a Sunday, it takes me 45 minutes. During the week, it would take me probably like two hours. And then I have to have to come home. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense with the, the way yeah. LA traffic works. <laughs> no, no, no. I would never yeah. do that. That's, yeah. yeah, so much time lost. That would be nuts. Yeah. yeah, that's even more amazing that you had that kind of result after doing sumo once a week. And then you mu your gym practice must be really, really good. I don't know about that. I just do a lot of uh, weightlifting, but. You're doing that like the Terunofuji route to this. Just go lift, lift, and lift some more until you're the strongest person in the ring. Right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what have your coaches taught you that that helped you perform so well? Is there one key or a couple of things you can think of? I don't think there's necessarily like one key. I think it's just a culmination of everything. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been doing sumo for over four years now. I've been really lucky to have uh, Yama and Takeshi as coaches. You know, they're, they've both did very well. Like Takeshi did very well in amateur, probably could have gone pro if he wanted to. Yama was pro. So I'm like really lucky to have those kind of people training me and also training my training partners. Right. So mm -hmm. I've, I've always had uh really strong opponents at practice because, mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of created this environment of competition in our own club. But a lot of it's just muscle memory, just being committed. And I don't know if Andrew would agree to this, but I I probably miss the least amount of practices out of everybody at our club. Like I'm very consistent. I almost go probably 99% of the time we have practice, you know, and I think it, it just kind of adds up to each to that. And I've also been, you know, making sure I hit practices at other clubs and I started doing judo for fun. You know, I'm I'm just trying to add to my whatever I'm holding for my my brand of sumo. Advice for other wrestlers preparing for international tournaments: train with as many people as possible, because the variety of competition is going to benefit you. Because there's always going to be somebody who who fights differently and does something crazy, and you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. Like I had that. At, uh, in open weight at Saudi, I went against uh, a smaller Japanese opponent, and she did something that I I had never had anybody do to me. Just like the, her technique specifically, I was like, "Oh, this is different," and I couldn't beat her because it was something I didn't understand at the time. But now I'm looking back at it, like, "Oh, if I had done something else, you know, maybe it would have worked out better." But yeah, I think training with a variety of opponents is is really important. Okay.
That's really good advice. And what would you say to other female athletes who might be interested in sumo or might be intrigued by sumo? Just try, give it a try. I, I think for me, it was definitely like an immediate, like, oh, I like this and I enjoy this. And I kept going back. I think you never know until you try, right? Yeah. And if you're ever looking for a sumo club, feel free to hit up the Feder- U.S. Sumo Federation Instagram. I will help you find one near you if there is, if it exists. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. And uh, remind me again how you got involved four years ago. Did you just happen upon an event or what was it? So, Br- so Brenda was looking on Groupon. Oh. Brenda is my lovely fiance, okay. also known as the Mawashi Guru. Okay. <laughs> She was looking on a group on and she found tickets to the U.S. Sumo Open in Long Beach, which is a large sumo amateur tournament in America. We decided to go and we kind of fell in love. We were like, this is really fun. And then Brenda did more research. and was like, oh, it's it's cheap to, to practice. It's not that far from us. And we just haven't looked back. And it's just been going and going and going. So find someone like Brenda. Yeah, find a Brenda. I think that's so amazing. I mean, it's yeah. it's also kind of, it's kind of like Ichi Yamamoto's story. You know, the guy who was like, I just love watching this. I wonder if I could do this. Yeah. I think I can. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's the same story. I absolutely yeah. love it. You know, yeah. it's, it's such an amazing thing that you accomplished. It really is. I didn't want to take up too much of your time while you were still traveling to do an interview because I know you must have been exhausted with all of that, all of the plane rides and hotels and whatever yeah. else y'all were doing. Plane rides were, I think that's where it really got like tiring. Going from like a 11 hour flight, I was home for two days, got back on a plane for 16 hours to be in Saudi Arabia, you know. Were you just so jet lagged? I I actually wasn't too badly jet lagged because I had told myself that I was going to switch to Saudi time immediately instead of going from trying to go back to California time. I was like, this makes no sense. I'm just going to try and switch to Saudi. So those two days I slept kind of weird here at the house, but in Saudi Arabia, I was okay. I wasn't too bad. Okay. Coming back, I was a little miserable though. So tell me what your uh how your coach responded. How did Yama respond when you got back home? Oh dude. So in Japan, after we after we left the after party, um Takeshi was with with me there, so we had a talk and he he gave me a hug and was teary eyed and really proud of me. But I called Yama, who's home in America, and um he was just bawling on the phone. He was just so proud of me and so happy for me. And he just kept thanking me because um I think in his eyes, this is like just proof that he is a good coach and Yama's an f- amazing coach. Um, but he was just so happy for me, literally that's just so nice crying. Yeah. Uh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. I honestly don't know how you get past the like the starstruck part of Yama. I've, I've only met him once. I met him in Las Vegas at the, you know, when the Nationals were there. And yeah. I just like couldn't get past the fact that he was who he was. And I was just kind of like, ugh. I think part of it is that when the first time I met Yama, I didn't really understand like how big of a uh of of a sumo person he is, right? Yeah, like yeah. like oh like he's a he used to be a pro, but like that didn't mean anything to me at the time, right? Now I'm like, oh yeah, Yama's my best friend, you know. <laughs> so it doesn't it's not the same anymore. I will say running into the pros in Japan was kind of like a little starstruck a little bit. Okay, who'd you run into? 
I, I there was one moment I turned around and Ishiura was like a foot away from my face and I was like, hello. And then uh, Hakuho oh. was there. Aoyama oh. was there. Shishi. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but those are the ones I can think of right now. And, and then sure... Onosato was there. Oh, we were just very professional about it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was also like balancing, like trying to stay focused on my own competition, right? Yeah. And so I let Brenda be Brenda and run around and get signatures and pictures <laughs> of people. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so glad they were there watching. I mean, that makes me like them even more, too. The yeah, I they were there. I was surprised to see, like, like Ishiura, I was kind of surprised to see, because, like, with Shishi and Onosato, they were both amateurs not that long ago, mm-hmm. right? So they, they probably know people who are competing actively. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Ishiura was kind of a surprise, because, like, I don't know. I was like, you've been away from amateur sumo so long. Yeah. Um, and then Aoyama, you know, the, he was with the hanging out with the Bulgarians. And then, like, Hakaho just being there was amazing. Oh no surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they help those teams train. Oh, Kaisei. That's one of the ones I forgot. I know Kaisei, the Brazilian team, went and visited his stable before and after. So they got in some practice afterwards. Um, we were lucky enough to Kanishki help us get in some stable practice in Japan. At least the men were able to practice. And you us didn't women get got to, to watch. Oh. I got to watch. Well, but Which, still. Yeah. Uh, that's still too bad. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let you in? They wouldn't let you step no. in. No. Is there no place besides Takeshi's? I, I guess is his a doyo. Like, do, does Takeshi have a spot where women can go and train? He rents out a practice doyo. So, um, they had rented a space for us to use. We just we had already bought tickets to the Jungyo that day, so I didn't go to that one. Okay. <laughs> and then we went and practiced with the college university before the tournament. And I was, okay. you know, I was able to practice there. It's just okay. pro stables where it becomes an issue for women to be in the doya. It still stinks, though. It does. But it is, I like, I knew what, that was what was going to happen going into it. And I'm I'm just thankful that the guys got to have a chance. And just for me to sit there, it was just kind of in awe in that moment anyways, just hanging out in that place. Hmm. Was that your first time up on a real doya? No, that was, well, okay. Because in, in Alabama, I was technically on a clay doyo, but that wasn't a very good clay doyo. Like anyone will, anyone who was there will tell you that it was a, they had only made it like two days beforehand. It was super wet and sticky. Ew. They used Alabama red clay for it. <laughs> okay. It wasn't the greatest doyo. Um, so going into Japan, one, being able to get some practice in on clay before the tournament was really fantastic. And then. I think as I've matured as a wrestler, I've just kind of realized that the surface is always going to be a little different. Like, no matter where you go, it could be the same brand doyo. It's going to be a little different. You just kind of have to accept. Just like in, like, any sport, like, a basketball court might be a little different than that basketball court, depending on how they wax it, right? It's just going to always be a little different. So, but in Japan, it was really nice because, like, to get up on that stage and be like, oh, this is what a real doyo is supposed to feel like, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that was fun. And then, from my knowledge, they actually shipped clay out to Saudi Arabia. So that was also this the right clay. Okay. Yeah. And it felt right when you were on it. It felt the same. Yeah, it felt pretty. Yeah, it felt pretty good. 
I'm just so happy for you that you got to experience all that and, and you get to bring it back to the States too and talk about it and keep, yeah. it's like, you're just part of the inspiration train now, you know, people go, Kelly, yeah. she did it. She did it. We yeah. can all do it. Let's keep going back. Yeah. It's so fabulous. Oh, so awesome. I do. Yeah. That's what I kind of hope is that we're going to continue to, to be stronger and grow and uh, bring more medals home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's up next for you? Nationals, which I don't know when it's going to be. It hasn't been announced yet. But we'll have the SoCal Open here February 24th in San Diego. I'll be there. Hang out with my whole new friends, JJ and Christina. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think then it'll be Nationals. Whenever the US Open is, I always do that one because it's local. And then after Nationals, if I make the team again, we'll be going to Poland. Poland and when would that be I think it's the beginning of September of of 2024 24 yeah okay got it and you're funding all of this yourself pretty much yeah I okay. I do have like a a copy or a ko-fi however you Good. say it yeah yeah um, yeah tell people how yeah. to find you so they could support you yeah if you go to my Instagram at sumo underscore bola b-o-l-a um my coffee link is there you wish to support my travel fund or just to follow me on Instagram, you know. Fantastic. And if anyone wants to sponsor you, they can get a hold of you that way too. Absolutely. Awesome. Because you know, we need we need big sponsors for our US athletes that are doing yeah. fantastic work internationally. Yeah. It's definitely a a a love the reason why most of us continue with this hobby. Because it's an expensive one with all the traveling we get to do. But it's also really fun to be able to travel around the world. So. Yeah. I'm just so happy for you. Thank you. Truly. Like when we, when both Leslie and I heard about, it, we were just like giddy with excitement. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, thank you. You mentioned your Instagram. Is there another account that you, that you want us to link to, or is there a website or anything you want us to mention? Uh, maybe just the Federation Instagram, which is US Sumo. Or is it United States Sumo Federation? United States Sumo Federation. Okay. Um, on Instagram. Because right. I predominantly run that and probably spend too much time on it. But See, I'd, I'd forgotten that you run that. Yeah. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> you know, and I, I find that that's not unusual. Like, the people who do well internationally seem to be very involved with the federation and you know they seem to be the go-getters and i you know i suppose there's a reason yeah because i mean it it affects me directly right so yeah but my my big thing about getting into the the instagram was that when i first started off sumo i felt like it was really hard to find out information Mm -hmm. of like when tournaments were when events were Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to solve that problem and that's what i've been kind of trying to do while handling like the IG and and like I update the website pretty regularly now and I also have a side website called Sumo 411 that has like I try to list as many amateur tournaments I can find so both American and internationally fabulous so if someone has a tournament that they want to get on there they should contact you yeah go for it thank you thank, thank you. you say hi to Brenda I will have a good night okay you too bye, bye.
You know, she's responsible, I think, for bringing a number number of other women into the sport. You mm-hmm. know, all of our sumo clubs all over the U.S. have been um, expanding and growing, and they've been, you know, more women have been in, attracted to the sport. And I think it's because of people like Kellyanne Ball, who set such an example. But uh, the whole team was amazing, and some of them are Texas gals, some mm-hmm. you know, some of them are California gals. But it takes a a group effort all over um, the U.S. for these people to compete with each other around the U.S. so that then, therefore, they can go across the the pond and compete with people from Russia or Ukraine or Japan and hold their own. And they've totally done that. Yes, they have. Thank you again, Kellyanne Ball, for coming on and for gracing us with your presence. Yes. We love you. We adore you. And we know all the wonderful things you do for Sumo in the U.S. And and we appreciate your efforts. And uh, we'll hopefully see you on many more a podium in the future. Yes, I hope so. Until next time, I guess that's it. That's it. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See you all later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 